A long-awaited event takes place this weekend. That's right, National Stadium in Tokyo, hosting perhaps the strangest opening ceremony in the history of the Olympic Games. Athletes are testing positive for COVID-19. Due to the threat of the coronavirus, there will be no spectators. Everyone will have to follow their nation's heroes on a screen of some sort. This is especially bittersweet for Canada, who will be sending their largest Olympic team in 37 years. Imagine three medal winners standing on a podium with a national anthem playing in a nearly empty stadium. In an unprecedented year and a half, we can once again say that we've never seen anything like this. These Olympics prove that things are not normal, despite our wishes. This is similar to the Christian life. You and I long for the new heavens and the new earth. The good news is our wait is soon over. Things will be far better than normal. Welcome to Haven Today. I'm Charles Morris, sharing the great story that's all about Jesus. And with the Olympics on our minds as they begin this weekend, we're going to talk with one of the track coaches. We'll be working with Team USA there in Tokyo. And she also happens to be a follower of Jesus. I think for me, the framework of this whole opportunity is getting to be a servant and getting to serve the athletes and the coaches and their families. And the groundwork comes from that belief in Christ in the bigger picture. That's Megan Watson. She'll be back with us to share about her Olympic journey as well as her faith in the Lord. And she's also married to a well-known Christian musician. We'll meet him later in the program, so stay with me. Now, before we get started, I want to invite you to become a missionary with us to Cuba. Partner with us to share Christ in the country with the greatest revival underway in the Western Hemisphere. But a country that's been locked down with outside communication not getting in except for Haven Ministries, El Faro de Redención, a Spanish-language original radio program just for that country, but now it's airing on stations other places as well. We started a few days ago asking for $100,000 to cover a year of our broadcasting costs on a high-powered station on the island of Bonaire, a station that covers the entire island of Cuba every night. Well, I'm happy to say we've raised more than half of that, and more gifts are still coming in. But any amount of gift that you could send to share the great story in this hurting country and beyond is most welcome and is still being received. So, would you call us after this program? And the number to call is 800-654-2836. That's 800-65-HAVEN or give on our website, haventoday.org. That's haventoday.org. And now, as the Olympics are opening, let's start with music from Pat Barrett. And it all comes down to this What you require Love mercy, 
for joining me. We're talking about the Olympics, and my name is Charles Morris, and that was Pat Barrett opening our program with Act Justly, Love Mercy, Walk Humbly. Well, with the Olympics just beginning this weekend, we thought it would be appropriate to have someone on the program who's there at the Olympics. She's a coach, and she loves the Lord. Her name is Megan Watson. Welcome from Houston to Haven today for the very first time. Thank you, Charles. It's so good to be here. Now, you have a day job besides your Olympic gig. So you want to tell us a little bit about first, what do you do normally back in Houston, Texas? Sure. So I've spent 25 years as an educator and I was an English teacher for a really long time, and I just became an assistant principal last year at a middle school, Spring Branch Middle School. Spring Branch Middle School, which I need to tell all of our listeners, is across the street from where my wife went to most of her high school, Memorial. So let's just get that off the table right now. So uh, I am not a Texan. My wife is a Texan. So thank you for coming on the program today. Well, let's talk about, uh, we'll get to the Olympics in Tokyo. What's going to be strange about this Olympics? But how did you become an Olympic coach? You can go back to Baylor if you want. You know, just tell us your story a little bit here. Okay. And it definitely has been um, a lifetime journey for me. So, When I was at Baylor, I walked onto the track team and really because I knew I wanted to be a coach and Clyde Hart is one of the best coaches in the country, if not the world. He's a very famous coach for track, isn't he too? Absolutely. He's had uh, nine Olympians and a bunch of medals and he's a good man as well. He was a deacon at my church. 
Mm, wow. Okay. So you walked on to the track team. You ran track uh, when you were going to Baylor for your under- not very well, degree. but yes, I did. <laughs> but you aspired to be a coach, as you yes. told us already. Wow, that's good. Right. And have have you coached through the years along with being an English teacher? I definitely have. So I've spent several years as a head uh, track and field and cross country coach in the Houston area. Um, I spent some time in Sci Fair and Jersey Village and Spring Branch, and I currently coach at Kincaid High School. And these are all Houston suburbs that you're reeling off the top of your uh, head to us yes. right now. Okay. All right. Well, it's very interesting. Had you ever thought you wanted to be an Olympic coach, or how did that happen then? So. I, of course, grew up watching the Olympics. Haven't on, we all? Yes. Right? <laughs> on, the, on the big, huge console TV and where the athletes were larger than life and incredibly talented and inspiring. And I knew I wasn't an Olympic caliber athlete. And I just watched all the different components that went into a successful performance. And part of that was having a coach. And so I just became interested in what that would look like and started pursuing coaching. Even when I was in high school and college, I coached, I was a swim coach. And when I went to Baylor, I coached at a private Christian high school in town as well and just fell in love with it and knew that's what I wanted to do. Hmm. So roll that forward then almost a few decades, you know, two plus decades then. And, uh, how did you get your gig as an Olympic coach for this Olympics that starts this weekend? So not really a simple answer. There's a lot of people um, that were involved in doing that. And really me having this opportunity is a testimony to all those people investing in me and giving me opportunities. So years ago when I was at um, Jersey Village High School, a lady named Kathy Sellers, who is also a coach in the district, was involved with USA Track and Field, and she invited me to be involved. And so I started going to the annual convention and went to meetings and um, went to clinics. And through her, got to know a lot of people. And my first opportunity to coach on the national level was in 04 with a juniors team that went for the world championship. And so that was my first foray into coaching a national team. And since then, I was on three other junior teams. And then this is going to be my fifth senior team to get to go on. Wow, that sounds exciting. Let's talk about Tokyo. We're recording this just before you fly out. This is going to be a most unusual Olympics compared to the Olympics past you're not going to have all those people cheering in the stands. How's it going to be different for, even though it's your first Olympics to coach in, how is this Olympics going to be different from past Olympics? So I don't know that's really going to affect the Olympic coaching staff the same way it's going to affect the personal coaches and the Olympic athletes. But I think when you pull back from it, it really is all about from the personal coaches and Olympic athletes perspective is they're still there to compete and Mm -hmm. there's going to be people lining up against them and people to jump against and throw against. 
And so the level of competition is the same. The dressing around it and the pomp and circumstance is going to be different. But I think they're all mentally prepared for that going in. And so with the year-long delay and then, of course, you know, the news media covering all the things that are happening Mm -hmm. in Japan, they're certainly aware of what's going to be coming for them. And their whole teams have been working with them on that. They're mentally prepared. They're emotionally prepared. And we have a phenomenal team. They are gifted. They're talented. They're committed. I mean, if you watched any of the Olympic trial performances, they set world records. They set American records, personal bests. We've got a really good team going. Mm, well, that leads me into my next question. You, I don't want to put you out on a limb or anything here, Megan, but uh, how many gold medals is the U.S. going to win at this Olympics? You're definitely putting me out on a limb with that one. Um, I will say they are going to win a lot of gold medals. I, I think we'll hear the national anthem a lot especially in the track and field division, right? For sure, yeah. Uh, okay, okay. And 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 I think I read that uh, if somebody wins a gold medal, a bronze medal, or silver medal, uh, because of COVID, they're going to have to put their own medal on themselves, and that'll be a big change from Olympics past, I guess, too. Yeah, but that is kind of interesting. It, it gives a different visual, right? It will be, certainly, yes. um, Will feel different to them. That's interesting. That's the first time I've heard that. But I kind of think that's cool, too, because they've done the work, right? Hey, you put in the work, you ought to be able to put on your own medal. That's what I think. Yes, absolutely. Megan, we, of course, are Haven Today. We're the program that's all about Jesus. We air locally on your Christian Station KHCB, uh, and all across Texas, uh, which is a pretty big place to broadcast a Christian radio program. But uh, you have something else that drives you, don't you? You 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 have a faith. You want to? I think you even teach Sunday school classes. But uh, tell me a little bit about you know that side of your life too. Right. So I definitely uh, believe in Jesus Christ and. I think for me, the framework of this whole opportunity is getting to be a servant and getting to serve the athletes and the coaches and their families. And the groundwork comes from that belief in Christ in the bigger picture. That's one of the things that I just feel really blessed to get to be a part of um, and share with them. There's a lot of strong Christians on the track Mm -hmm. and field team. Mm -hmm. There's other Christian coaches on the staff. And I think that unites us and gives us obviously um, a unique perspective as to, you know, the work that the athletes have done and what they're producing. And we realize that that the Lord is giving them an opportunity to highlight him Mm. through their performances. Good to hear. I'm going to ask you a question that I ask just about everybody that we interview on this program. And uh, you can give us a long pause and take a deep breath. But what does Jesus mean to you? He definitely is um, the savior of my life. He's saved me. And, but I think in these moments right now, I think of him as 
my best friend and um, someone I can confide in and lean on and depend on because this is a high pressure situation and um, you've got to make real time decisions that affect a lot of people around you. And I know I can't do that on my own power. That needs to be coming solely from him. Um, And I'm so thankful for that. I'll say amen to that. But let me say amen in another minute here. Would you mind just leading us in prayer and and for praying for God's protection over the Olympics and all the teams? We got a lot of Canadian listeners, too, and they're saying, why don't you ever talk about our gold medals we're going to win? <laughs> but they're usually a little better at the Winter Olympics, so we'll, we'll, just, we'll just leave it at that. Uh, do you mind leading us in prayer right now? Okay. Dear Heavenly Father, we just uh, come before you now and... Uh, We lay the Olympics out before you, Father, um, that your will be done. We pray you go before us with safe travels and keep the Japanese people safe. Father, keep all of the contingencies safe. And we just ask for your wisdom and discernment. And Father, for your glory and your glory alone, um, that everybody has this opportunity. And we thank you for that. We thank you for the joy and the hope that you go before us. Father, we ask all these things in your name. Amen. Megan Watson, Houston, Texas, Spring Branch, thank you for joining me here on Haven Today as the Olympics begin. Thank you, Charles. Now, we're not finished yet. We are in a home recording studio. It's not a garage band, but I want to introduce Megan's husband and I deliberately waited for now. This man in 1991 had the most listened to Christian song all year on Christian radio. He, in his own right, has had, I don't know if it's gold or platinum or whatever it is, but uh, but he also sang with Sandy Patty through the years, and he still leads music in a church in greater Houston. So Wayne Watson, uh, husband of Megan, Thank you for coming on here at the end of our program today. My pleasure. Well, if you were to do a little bit of something for us today, what would be the song that you've most enjoyed that you would really like to share a little bit with us? First off, I (laughs) want to just say uh, how thankful I am for my wife, and she's uh, the most under-the-radar person you'll ever meet as far as talking about herself. Uh, she barely scratches the surface of what she has accomplished and the hundreds, if not thousands of lives she's impacted mm. as a teacher and as a coach. Um, and we, we, had, it, we, it, had, we had, we had to twist her arm to do I this know, interview today, but it's, she it's, finally it's agreed. Immeasurable. Yeah. It's, it's hard to measure the impact uh, of not only my girl, but just teachers and coaches in general, they don't get the, they don't get the glory but they do the work and mm-hmm. uh, we're going to miss her. We have a seven year old boy that uh, he and I will be watching here and alone without her here. And uh, so we will have a great time doing that. Uh, this is, uh, I wrote this song, I started writing it at the Super Bowl in 1997 when my friend Ken Rutgers played for the Packers for uh, 12 years and retired halfway through the season where they went to the Super Bowl and played the pre-Tom Brady Patriots uh, Mm. in New Orleans. And 
one, and here he is sitting by me in the stands, not suited up, not winning, and uh, still a young man. And he and I talked into the wee hours and talked about how if God has given us breath and he's giving us life, uh, then he's giving it to us for a reason. And uh, that life is precious every minute. And uh, so I kind of wrote this for Kenny. And it just applies to all of us in the precious uh, moments that we we live and how fragile they are and how quickly they pass. Now, all I have is right now to be faithful, to be holy, and to shine lighting up the darkness right now. Really have no choice but to voice the truth to the nations, a generation looking for God. For such a time as this, but now and all the days He gives, I am here, I am here, and I am His. For such a time, for such a time as this, I was placed upon the earth. Oh, to hear the voice of God and do His will, whatever it is. For such a time. I'm Charles Morris on Haven Today. And that was Wayne Watson, who started us out on his guitar, and then we just finished with the studio version of his song, For Such a Time as This. Wayne and Megan Watson, thank you for joining us from Houston here on Haven Today. Thank you, Charles. Great to be with you. Well, as the Olympics are finally opening this weekend, I just want to remind you that you can still help support the proclamation of the gospel into the closed country of Cuba. I asked my friend Lauren Libby with Transworld Radio to explain the importance of supporting Haven's original Spanish language program and why reaching the Cuban people is all the more important right now. Well, let me paint a picture for you tonight. A family sitting by a radio somewhere in Cuba, and it's a little scratchy, but but the audio's there and they're listening. And they're listening to Haven, and they're listening to what Jesus can do and how Jesus can encourage them. You know, it costs about $100,000 a year, and I want to say this, it costs $100,000 a year for Haven to be able to be on the station, and that's that's basically to pay for uh, power and to be able to be there uh, in a year's time. And that wouldn't happen without a number of you who faithfully have given over the years. But you know what? Maybe you're listening, and this is your first time, and you think, I'd really like to be a part of that team. And then you say, well, how much would be appropriate? Well, some of you could probably give 500 Somebody could probably give $5,000. I have no idea. Someone may be listening right now that could underwrite the entire $100,000. You know what? You're going to touch 12 million people every night with the good news of Jesus Christ on Haven as you invest in that ministry. And wouldn't it be interesting, someday when the Lord parts the curtains and we're able to meet people who've listened to Haven, who've been encouraged, who've met Jesus, 
because of your ability to give, and they come up to you and they say thank you. Just think about that. And uh, let me encourage you to uh, give to this ministry. It has integrity, it has reach, and it really is very important at this particular time on the island of Cuba. Well, borders may be closed to getting into Cuba, but hearts are still open to Jesus. And as you just heard, we're on this 500,000-watt radio station that blankets the entire country with the good news coming from El Fado every weeknight. Sound Bible teaching, testimonies from inside the country, and Christian music targeted for the Caribbean island. Would you become a missionary with us? Would you do that by calling us right now and making your gift? Our phone number is 800 654 2836-800-65-HAVEN. Whatever you can send. Some of us can send $10. Some of us have been sending 50 and 100 and some of us even 5 and 6 and $30,000. Whatever you can send, the Lord will use to keep the gospel going into the chaos of Cuba right now. If you would prefer, our web address where you can give is haventoday.org haventoday.org. Receive the blessing of the Lord by becoming a missionary to Cuba through El Faro de Redención. I'm Charles Morris. Thank you so much for joining me and the Watsons, Megan and Wayne, and Lauren Libby. Won't you come back again next time when again we'll be sharing together the great story that's all about Jesus here on Haven Today. Here for your encouragement and your walk with Jesus, I'm Charles Morris with Haven Ministries, inviting you to anchor your day in God's Word. A popular phrase for those wanting to lose weight and get healthy, remember your why. The idea is you remember the reason for your goal to reach your goal. As a Christian, I often grow apathetic towards God's goal and focus on the world instead. I put my hope in my accomplishments, my next meal out, and when this happens, I need to remember God's goal. So why are we still here on earth? Why hasn't Jesus returned yet? It's because God is accomplishing his mission to bring the message of the gospel of Jesus Christ. 2 Peter 3.9, he is patient with you, not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. God's why is our why. Spend more time with Jesus with Anchor Devotional. Visit getanchor.com.